Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. I'd like to direct your attention to the book of Psalms, chapter 92. Psalm chapter 92, verse 12. Psalm 92, 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Amen. And I want to preach on the subject, the tree of life. You know, the Bible metaphorically refers to people as trees. We read in Psalms chapter 1 that the blessed person is like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does, does shall prosper. Amen. And so that's what we're talking about. We need to be uh, the healthy trees. We need to be a tree that doesn't have withering uh, leaves and drying branches. We need to be planted deep in the waters of life of Jesus Christ. Amen. So the Bible likens us unto trees. Ezekiel 17, 24, And all the trees of the field shall know that the Lord have brought down the high tree, have exalted the low tree, have dried up the green tree, and have made dry tree to flourish. I have, the Lord have spoken and have done it. Amen. So these aren't, you know, he, he, he's not talking about regular trees here in this, in this verse, bringing trees up and down and all that stuff. It's metaphorically about people. And then Jesus himself says, when it talks about people, it says, you, you're going to know uh, what the people are about. Even though we as people don't know what's really in deep in the hearts, like I mentioned before, of other people, we can know by their fruits. Amen. Which means their words and actions, what comes out. Amen. And we can observe. So Jesus said in Matthew 7, 16, you will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Question mark. No, they don't. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. So that's talking about people. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. Uh, that's not a pleasant situation. I want to be a good tree with some good fruit. Praise God. Oh, every once in a while we might have a little shriveled one up there or whatever. We might, you know, we make a mistake. We're not perfect. But for the most part, God, let it be good. Let it be good words. Let it be good actions. Amen. Let it be good fruit. Praise the Lord. And then he, he finished up kind of with the same statement he started with, verse 20, Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Amen. Now Jesus, in Mark chapter 8, he came across a blind man that uh, had asked him to have mercy on him and that would heal him. And Jesus, being the compassionate person he was, uh, amen, God manifest in flesh, uh, 
He took the guy and he led him actually outside of town a little bit. Amen. And off to the side. And the Bible said he spit directly on his eyes. Amen. And laid hands on him. And then he asked the man a question. What do you see? Amen. And Mark chapter 8 verse 24 says, And the man looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. And then the next verse, then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up and he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Now, remember, you might say some people might say, well, uh, you know, maybe why did Jesus have to lay hands on him twice? You know, was he having a bad day? No, God never has a bad day. Jesus uh, was Jesus. You know, boy, I was kind of tired today, so I had to do a second one. And, you know, it was only a partial healing. And then because he saw blurry tree looking guys or, you know, walking around, you know, and stuff. And then I I laid hands on him again and it was okay. Oh, no. Remember, I said a, a week or so ago, nothing in the Bible is in there by accident. There is no coincidences in the Bible. Everything in there has special significance and meaning, including that verse. Amen. I see men as trees because we see the Bible refers to us as trees so that we can understand that metaphorically there's a lot in common and we can learn a lot, amen, in our life by observing Trees and how situations are going with them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And uh, while we're on the subject of healing, we've got to, this is kind of a side note of what I'm talking about today, but I thought I'd just feel to mention this right here. We've got to not put God in a box when it comes to our healing. Right. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Because somebody, and, and, and people can be guilty of this, it's easy to do. Amen. We would think that, okay, Jesus, we, if, you were the, if that was the first time you saw Jesus heal a blind person, amen, if they were somebody in the crowd, amen, they would think that's the way he heals blind people. Spit, lay hands on, you know, hey, what do you see? Okay, another hands on, and then you're all good. And then they would think, hey, that's the way it happens. And that's the way God's going to have to do it to me. And if he doesn't do it that exact way, then I'm not going to receive my healing. Don't say that. Don't think that. Amen. You want to keep your faith wide open. You don't want to care about how God's going to do it. You just want God to do it. Amen. A second instance in another part of the Bible. Jesus spit on the ground and made a little mud, mud with the spit. And he took the mud and put it on the man's eyes and told him to go wash in the little, in the little well down in the center of town. And he would come seen. Amen. Now that's a different method for the same sickness. Don't put God in a box. Keep it wide open. Remember blind Bartimaeus when he said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy. He was over on the side of the road begging. Amen. And he heard Jesus in the crowd come by. And what did Jesus say? Go your, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. And immediately he received his sight. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus did not even touch blind Bartimaeus. He just said, go your way. Amen. And then there, then there was a fourth instance. So there's four different ways blindness was healed in the Bible. We need it. Whatever we're, our sickness is, we just need to say, God, whatever you want to do. Yes. 
Amen. There was two blind men sitting by the roadside when Jesus and his followers came by. They both cried out to him for mercy. And Jesus touched their eyes and immediately they received their sight. There was no mention of spit. There was no mention of mud. There was no mention of going washing anywhere. Amen. So whether he spits directly, whether he makes mud balls and you go wash, whether he lays hands on, whether he just speaks and says, hey, you're healed. Praise God. Hallelujah. God wants to heal us, but he wants to do it his way. Let's let him do it his way. Amen. Because his way is the best way. I just want to be healed. I just want to be healed. God, you're the God. You're the healer. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I don't want to limit God by my preconceived notions of how it should happen. Amen. I got to have faith in God to heal me and trust me. Trust him to do it the best way to do it, which is his way. Amen. Now, back to the tree story. Praise God. Amen. We were first introduced to the tree of life in the Garden of Eden in Genesis. Amen. And we are told in Genesis that the, when you eat off the tree, uh, the fruit off of that tree, it brings, uh, amen, everlasting life. That they will, people would live forever. Amen. And, but this tree is representative of something much greater, which is God himself. Because, amen, the only reason that tree had power, because God gave it that power. Amen. The only reason prayer has power, because God says it does. The only reason fasting works, because God says it does. The only reason we anoint with oil when we pray for you and God heals in Jesus' name, because God says God to do that. Praise God. The only reason sins are washed away in water baptism in an ordinary tank of water is because when we say Jesus' name, the blood comes. Because God says it's going to do it. Amen. So God is the giver of life. He's the tree of life, really. He's the creator of, uh, and source of all life. He's the sustainer of all life. He, our very next breath is in his hand. And the Bible tells us that Jesus, he's the way, the truth, and the life. And he said he was the resurrection and the life. He's the bread of life. He's the prince of life. He's the word of life. He's the life. He's the tree of life. Amen. And it's very interesting and significant that God used a tree for the purpose of teaching us about eternal life. Teaching us about Amen. Where our, our strength come fr comes from and our health comes from. Everything, it comes from Him. See, the roots and the trunk of the tree are what gives the life, amen, to that tree and supports the rest of the tree. Amen. Uh, the Bible refers to Jesus as the root of Jesse. Now, Jesse was David's father, King David. And so, and it also says he was the root of David. So even though Jesus was actually was a descendant of Jesse and David, he was really the root of David. That tells you the dual nature, amen. He was God and he was man, amen. He was the root of David, but he was also the offspring of David, amen. But the point is, God is our root. 
and the root is where the feeding happens. The root is where the strength of the tree is. You got a lousy root system. I don't care how big the trunk is. I don't care how nice the canopy looks. Amen. The next big wind that comes by, amen, is going to knock that thing down. We need to be plugged in to some serious roots. And Jesus Christ is the root of David. Amen. So God, Jesus is truly the tree of life. Now Jesus said in John 15, 1, I am the true vine. Amen. Now they, they were a lot about growing grapes back then, vineyards and so forth. And the main vine that was going down and then all these branches came off with the leaves and the flowers and the fruit. He's, he's the vine. He's the main trunk. Amen. He's the root system and the main trunk. And he said, I'm the true vine. Verse 4, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Amen. We're the branches. We're the leaves. We're the fruits and the flowers. Amen. But don't think that we can be disconnected from the trunk and the vine and still be okay. Amen. We got to stay plugged in. Amen. Especially in these end times, in these uncertain times. We don't know what's going to happen, but we know for sure that the word of God isn't going to change. We know for sure that he's sitting on the throne and we sit, we read the back of the book and we win. We just got to stay with him. Stay plugged in. Because without him, we don't bear fruit. Without him, we can do really nothing. Verse 6, if, anything, if anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Amen. I don't want that. I want to stay pliable. I don't want to, like, snap, be all dry. I want to stay pliable. I want the, the leaves to be green. I want the flowers there. I want the fruit. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. There's benefits to being connected to the vine. Amen. We'll get the nutrients. We'll get the blessings. We'll get all the what we need, the protection when we're staying attached to the vine. Jesus told us he was the root and the trunk of the tree. And we are the branches of that tree. Isaiah 60 verse 21 said, All your people will be righteous. They will possess the land forever. They are the branch. That, uh, they are uh, the branch I planted. The work of my hands so that I may be glorified. Amen. Praise God. See, we're, we're, it's not that we're not important. But God is the most important. Amen. And we are significant to him. We are his children. But the branch all by itself, we can't think, you know, a little branch off over here just doing a little jig by itself. Like, look at me, I'm all that, you know, and a bag of chips and a Slurpee. No, you're not going to be slurping nothing pretty soon if you don't get hooked up back to that branch, to that trunk. Amen. You might be looking good for a while, but just give it time. Amen. Apostle Paul reiterated what Jesus said in John 15 when he said in Romans eleven sixteen, 16, if the root is holy, so are the branches. 
stay connected. Amen. I, I can't be holy on my own. The Holy Spirit in my life, when I stay connected to the Spirit of God in my life, that's what makes me holy. Amen. Verse 17, and if some of the branches were broken off. Now, now what he's talking about here is now he was the trunk of Israel too. He was the root of Israel. And then when Jesus came, what happened? A lot of those Jewish folks, they didn't believe in him. They said, crucify him instead of save him. Amen. And so they were the natural branches. But the Bible said they were broken off because of unbelief. And their, their unbelief gave an opportunity for people like us that we could believe that we weren't Jewish, but through the Spirit of God, we could become the people of God, and He could graft us back in where those branches had been broken off. What a privilege. What an honor to be put back in. Verse 17, he said, If some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive tree... I don't know about you, but before I came to God, that's at least what I was, a wild olive tree. <laughs> Amen. If you being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them and with them became partaker of the root and the fatness of the olive tree, he said, do not boast against the branches. Don't say, oh, you guys are lousy branches. No, God's still going to, he still loves those natural Israel folks. Amen. He still loves the Jews, and he's going to turn his attention to them someday. Amen. To, for, for them to get salvation like we know it. And he still has his hand of protection on them. Don't you, don't you doubt it. Nothing's going to happen to Israel. I said nothing. Something will happen to us before it happens to Israel. Praise God. Amen. I don't care how big they are, or little how small they are. Oh, no. They got a big God on their side. Amen. Praise God. So he said... Uh, do not boast against those branches that were broken off. But if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. Amen. Amen. Remember where our strength comes from. Amen. I didn't do it. It's by the grace of God I am what I am. Amen. Without him, I can't do it. He saved me. He shed his blood for me. It's his power that's getting me where I'm at right now. Praise God. The root supports me. I can't do it by myself. You will say then, verse 19, branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well said. Because of unbelief they were broken off. And you stand by faith. Do not be haughty, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he won't spare you either. Right? Right? If we stop believing, because, you know, it's sad. You see people that stop believing. They, they, they drift off, and they were grafted into a wonderful thing, and then they didn't take advantage of it, and they were broken off again and off on the side and not, and not connected. we got to stay connected. we got to stay attached. we got to stay plugged into the root and the main trunk of the tree. And as long as we <laughs> abide there and remain in Him and stay connected to Him, we're going to do well. So we're going to do well. Amen. The branches, the leaves, the flowers, and the fruit all depend on the root and the trunk of the tree to be healthy and strong. They all depend on it. We can't do it without. And sometimes the roots get the least amount of attention because they're under the ground. 
and a lot of time the trunk of the tree, yeah, you can see that, you know, but most people are paying attention to what's up, uh, up high. All these beautiful branches and all the fruit and everything, but never doubt that without that root, without that trunk, we're, we're a goner. Amen. You know, uh, I want to show you a picture of a tree. And, uh, of course, this is my backyard. Okay. And uh, so I'm not a professional photographer, but that's a tree that I took a picture of. And it's, you know, coming, coming in real full now in the spring. Nice green leaves and everything's looking good. And every, as long as everything's attached. And, and uh, but you know, when, if you detach yourself from the tree, now the next picture shows a branch that is detached from the tree that still looks great. Looks just like the, what was on the, on the tree a second ago there. Amen. But that branch is going to be in bad shape if it doesn't get put back on that tree. Now, I know you can, I don't know a lot about grafting, but I know you can graft things back in. And if you know how to do it, and some trees are better at grafting than others, I don't know. Amen. But that tree looks great right now, that branch. Amen. It looks like everything's fine. There's no problems. But you know what? It, the longer it stays uh, uh, out the connected branch uh, that it came from, it's in big trouble. No more nutrients because this is what happens. Amen. The leaves start turning yellow and then they're going to turn brown and then they're going to crumble up and blow away in the wind. And that little pliable uh, branch that those leaves are on it right now can bend without breaking, but soon it's going to just snap and it'll be good for what the bible said thrown in the fire making a little campfire amen make some s'mores or something at the beach with that that's all you can do with that amen it's not going to be a benefit to the tree anymore praise god we've got to stay connected to god amen because we our relief will not wither everything we do will prosper if we stay connected to jesus we can't let anybody talk us out of it. We can't let anybody convince us to get away from that tree. Amen. We got to stay connected to him through prayer. We got to stay connected to him through his word. We got to stay connected to him through praise and worship. We got to stay connected to him in the house of the Lord. Praise God. The Bible said he's the head and we're the body of Christ. The, the combined group of people, believers in the world, are called the body of Christ. Amen. And there is nutrition and there is safety in numbers and power if we connect to that body that's connected to the head. Amen. Praise God. we got to stay connected to Him and each other because we do draw strength from each other. We pray for one another. Amen. We encourage one another. We, we lift one another up. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's strength in numbers. We need to help each other. And, we are, and if we are connected to Him and it's our heart's desire to stay connected to Him, and it, it is our overwhelming desire to stay connected to Him. I don't care what is out there. There's nothing or nobody that can break us away from that root and that trunk. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. There's nothing or nobody that can separate me from Him or His love. What about the devil? What about the devil? Oh, of that guy what about him 
Amen. I tell you, he's overrated. Yeah. <gasps> Don't say that. True. Whatever. Yeah. He's overrated. Yeah. You read the Bible, it's going to be one little angel, not even Michael the archangel. It doesn't say who it is. Amen. You know who's going to take him and put a chain around him and throw him in the bottomless pit in the book of Revelation? Some unknown angel, and I believe, I can't prove it, but I believe it's some, like, if there's ranks in angels, because the archangels, you know, like Michael's like a general, he's like a five-star general archangel for battle, Gabriel's an archangel, Lucifer was an archangel, amen, and when he fell, I believe it's going to be like a little corporal angel. God's just going to say, yeah, I'm letting you do it, yeah, but that's Lucifer. You're doing it with my power. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Amen. So the devil can't make you do anything. Amen. When you are a blood-bought, blood-washed, spirit-filled child of God, you have authority. Oh, he talks a big talk. And he roars like a lion. But Jesus is more powerful because he's the greatest lion of the tribe of Judah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I've I'm, I'm got my landing gear out. I'm coming to, to the runway now. John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand or pluck them out of the trunk, in other words. My Father, verse 29, who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Now that's a good verse about knowing who Jesus is. He's God manifested in the flesh. He's the Father in human form, praise God. I and my Father are one. So you want to talk about Jesus' hand or God's hand? Amen. If you put yourself in God's hand and you don't want to get out of the palm of his hand, amen, nothing or nobody can snatch you out. Because that's the tree of life, the tree of power. And I love this last verse. Well, let's stand for this last one. Amen. Praise God. Romans chapter number 8, verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress? You know what? I, I like that. I heard somebody say no. Okay, yeah, we got to get class participation in this one. So when, when I say shall whatever, I'm going to pause and you're going to say no. And if you want to do your finger like that or whatever, no, you know, whatever you want to do, it's not going to happen. So, okay, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? No. Or distress? No. Or persecution? No. Or famine? No. Or nakedness? No. Or peril? No. Or sword? No. Amen. Thank you. No. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And then 
he goes on to put a fine point on it in verse 38. There's no more repeat after me, so you're good. Amen. But just get ready to worship God. Hallelujah. He said, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, amen, created things shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Woo! Nothing shall be able do it. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. How do I get, how, how does the wild olive branch get plugged into this trunk and this root and, and this tree of life? Glad you asked. Jesus said you must be born again of water and spirit. Repent of your sins. Be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission and forgiveness of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's how you get plugged in. But it's all up to us to stay plugged in. He died for us. He made a way for us to get salvation. Now we need to take it and cherish it and hold on to it and fight for it. Fight the good fight of faith. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Amen, amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.